Welcome to the Modernist Podcast. I'm Jeff Levine. And I'm Jeff Mitchell. Together, we're Jeff Squared. But in a cool way. Join us as we discuss arts, culture, architecture, real estate, music, and more. Now, let's start the show. And we're back here on The Modernist this week. I'm Jeff Mitchell. And I'm Jeff Levine. Jeff, together we're the Jeffs, ultimately. Let's that's yeah. that's roll with that today. Power Jeff 1, Power Jeff 2. Oh, who's one and two? <laughs> I mean, I'm just self, self-proclaimed power, Jeff. One. But uh, Jeff, good to be back with you uh, this week. And we've got some uh, great, uh, not some great, we have one great phenomenal guest this uh, this week. Heather Hankamer, director for TEDxSMU. Heather, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I was honored to be asked. Well, we were honored that you decided to join. Thank you. But uh, Jeff, what uh, you know, we've been we've been at this for a minute. Uh, last week, we had the guys from Josie Records on, um, talking about just the resurgence of vinyl and record manufacturing and pressing, and uh, how that's kind of originating a, a largely out of Dallas. And then uh, we've had some other great guests like. Well, if you listen to have listened to the show, which you can find us on SoundCloud, <laughs> <laughs> type in the Modernist. You'll see two bald guys. That's us. Uh, you can hear us on there or on iTunes. And um, just indicative of some of our guests, we've had Tom Graco, who's a home builder architect, uh, Ashley Tatum, who's a uh, arts uh, consultant. And then we've covered uh, health and wellness, arts and culture, uh, and a slew more restaurants. So it's all about modern and modern living. Mm-hmm. And if you're in this lifestyle, you should be listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this show definitely wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, so maybe we should give them a little shout-out. Absolutely. Steve Wright with Prime Lending at TexasMortgageExpert.com. <laughs> Let's say it again, TexasMortgageExpert.com. Uh, Let's say ModernDallas.net. And uh, ModernHomeGuy.com, which is you. That's me. And uh, our paparazzi photographer, Gregory Martin Photography. Yeah, and a big shout-out to Audio Creative here, our home in Deep Ellum, Texas. And uh, we appreciate everything that they do for us as well. Absolutely. So let's take a quick break, and then let's get back with Heather and learn more about TEDxSMU. Awesome. The Monitors is sponsored by our favorite mortgage man, Steve Wright, with Texas Mortgage Expert Team at Prime Lending. We love Steve and the Texas Mortgage Expert Team because they're knowledgeable, extremely professional, and have the backing of Prime Lending, one of the top lenders in the country. And Jeff, as a real estate agent, I can tell you I've done many deals with Steve and their team, and I love sending all my clients over there because I know that they're going to be treated fairly, it's going to be a smooth and enjoyable experience, and they're going to be treated with a very high level of expertise. So if you're thinking about buying a home or refinancing, go to TexasMortgageExpert.com. Welcome back to The Modernist. You've got uh, Jeff Mitchell and myself, Jeff Levine, with uh, our guest today. Heather Hankamer from TEDxSMU. And uh, Jeff, tell us a little bit about what Heather's been doing. (sighs) Well, I mean, Heather, first of all, what a fun organization to work with. I mean... I definitely have the best job in the world. Yeah, I mean, you're you're very bright and bubbly as it as it is, but it's got to. I mean, uh, what a joy it must be to kind of be inspired every day by just the people that you're around, the the impact that you get to make just in our communities, and I mean, gosh. Yeah, it's really interesting. I never, um, I wouldn't have picked this job for me, but I also love giving other people the spotlight and giving them their chance to tell and share their passion. So mm-hmm. uh, it definitely fits well for me. Yeah, uh, You know, and Jeff and I were talking uh, just the other day and we were just, you know, we're like, gosh, 
TEDx, uh, that, SMU. What a, they're in our hometown here. Uh, you know, what a great um, uh, guest to have on because, you know, we kind of speak to modern-minded people, you know, and, and then anything that kind of applies around that from health and science to innovation. And, and so it's just such a great match from having you here. Uh, so we, we really appreciate that. But let's just find out what you define as a modernist. That's a great question. I love that because for us and for me personally, a modernist is a person that is willing to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talk a lot, especially right now as we're in a political cycle, you know, there's a lot of things that stop conversation. But a modernist is one of those people that can see, I think, both sides of an argument or a discussion and really want to dig in and have the conversation instead of having an opinion that stops that conversation. So I really, I really love, um, I think that's what TED Talks do. And mm-hmm. uh, that's certainly what we try to do at TEDxSMU is, is start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Open minds. Open minds, definitely. It's, it's what we need more of. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's part of what you're doing. Yes. Ideas. Um, giving ideas people, that inspire. In, yeah, ideas <laughs> that inspire. But it's far broader than that. So how did you figure that this was something you wanted to do? Well, so my background is um, a film, and I spent um, several years before I came to SMU working kind of in the independent film uh, world, but also got the chance to work in uh, large-scale film festivals. And so it's it's interesting that a TED or a TEDx speaker is just like an independent filmmaker. You know, the independent filmmaker has put all of their expenses on their credit cards, their parents' credit cards, just to get their passion out there. That's Mm -hmm. a passion project for them. And for TEDx speakers, that's the same. They've got a passion and they want to spread it. And so there's a lot of parallels uh, between that life that I lived in the film world to being a director of a TEDx event. So when was your first experience with TEDx? So I was lucky enough to be in the very first audience of TEDx SMU in 2009. And I have to admit, I did not know what TED was. I actually thought TED was a person. And I was a little disappointed that there was not someone named TED. What is TED? Well, TED, <laughs> that's a really great, is yeah, really great question. TED stands for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. And so I showed up, uh, the very first one I was on the SMU campus, I showed up that day and I just, I, I knew I had found my place. I felt um, enveloped by the ideas and the people and the community of people that came um, around those ideas. And being able to talk to the speakers during the break and say, oh, yeah, but and be able to ask them questions. Um, so I took it upon myself to find the director of TEDxSMU in the time, Sharon Lyle, and said, hey, would you go to coffee with me? Can I take you, please? I have <laughs> 9 million questions. And she said yes, and the rest is history. That's quite a history. Yes. <laughs> it's been a fun ride ever since. So obviously TEDx is, or TEDxSMU is a byproduct of TED. Right. And how did that come <laughs> about? Because obviously... SMU is an uh, educational institution. It almost seems a natural. You would think it's all over. Right. Absolutely. So in 2009, um, when um, TED, uh, the national organization, decided um, we really want to take uh, like-minded people, send them back to their communities and start these events. So X stands for Independently Organized Event. So as a TEDx event, um, we have 
the the format and the brand, and then we follow um, the TED model and take these ideas out into our community. So in 2009, we were lucky enough to have some like-minded TEDsters who said SMU and Dallas needs this. And, um, uh, you know, we started um, with TEDxSMU and TEDxKids at SMU. We were talking offline. There, there's, there's so many more pieces to, to TED. So maybe you can kind of just elaborate on that just as an organization and then just locally and how that's expanded and how people kind of plug into this. Yeah, I, you know, I'd say that um, it feels like sort of TED is everywhere at this point. I um, had to laugh. Uh, they got a mention on um, Grey's Anatomy the other night. Um, and so, you know, TED has really exploded online. Um, we collectively, through um, our speakers who we've had since 2009, have about 3 million views all together. Um, and but we also love to engage in all the different TED um, conferences and activities. So TED does, you know, we simulcast their conference um, uh, that comes from Canada. We do TED Women. We TED Youth is a um, is a great program that they do. And so we really kind of like to dig in. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it's, we're blessed to have these two different um, audiences: our SMU community, which includes. Um, these students who have sort of grown up watching mm -hmm. TED Talks, and then the Dallas community that has embraced this format um, so wholeheartedly since 2009. What are the uh, makes makeups of these actual events that you have? How do you get to the point of finding your speakers, creating the event? Um, because it has to be a process. It is a process and it's a village. Um, so uh, we rely heavily on um, our leadership committee. We have a wonderful steering committee, but also former speakers. We really, um, once you kind of are a TED or a TEDx speaker, you're constantly um, thinking when you meet someone, oh, they have a great TED talk in them. Um, we also mm -hmm. do auditions, which is I is very important for how we curate our speakers from Dallas. Uh, we feel like we really like to find those um, talks that are um, and those people in Dallas that are kind of hidden. So auditions really brings out some really Dallas, interesting Dallas centric stories. How do you curate those down to? The well, ones that show up. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's such an interesting question. One of the things we do at the beginning of every year is we decide on a theme. And then we um, challenge ourselves sometimes with subject matters that we haven't yet tackled. So, um, you know, we really look at it from the perspective of what haven't we done, what stories haven't we told, or who, who is super unique that we just need to get their story out there. So it is a process. And um, I think there's been some arm wrestles during the speaker <laughs> um, uh, committee selection meetings, but um, we really, I feel like in some ways, everybody has a TED talk in them. I think mm -hmm. it's just finding the right time um, for them to give that talk. So I, I would like to say it's a hard it, that it's an easy process, but it's actually really, it's it's so intricate. Yeah, I mean, there's been so many talks out there. I mean, I, I'd imagine it's it's a, a challenging process and to kind of go through uh, to come up with fresh and creative content. It's like American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But smarter. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm so bad. I like just I want to say yes to everybody. That's the biggest challenge. You know, that's the biggest challenge. So half the time I have to, um, you know, I have to stop myself. I have to um, say, you know, you've got 23 speakers. That's plenty. <laughs> so I'm probably the worst offender. How long is this an actual presentation? Um, so anywhere from we've had ones as short as 90 seconds, um, which is surprising. Yes. Hmm. Um, and then 18 minutes is kind of the outside of you know, what the TED format allows. Um, we love that that 10 to 12 minute talk. Uh, we see that it gets actually more views on YouTube mm-hmm. in this fast paced society who has 18 minutes, but I have 10 minutes. So, you know, there's really, there's a lot of thought that goes into how long each speaker gets. And there's a lot of negotiation too. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you were saying earlier, there's a lot of coaching that goes along with that too. You, you mentioned, you know, everyone has probably has a Ted talk in them, uh, but maybe not everyone's quite equipped to deliver a talk yeah. or don't has the training to, to do that. So I think it's great that you guys, you know, go through that. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I, I would think the training and the confidence too. I, my One of my favorite stories, and this is kind of a deep Ellum story, is the color condition girls who um, do the streaming. And um, we were just so fascinated by their public art pieces. We just wanted to hear the story. But, you know, they just... They both have full-time jobs and they're artists on the side. So um, it was fun to take them through the coaching process and really get down to their story mm-hmm. and why they stream. Just so, pulling, pulling that out of them. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people find this kind of coaching. It's not traditional speaker coaching. It's more getting to what is the passion. Mm-hmm. Yes, you've done this re- you know, research for 20 years or 30 years, but what is it that gets you up in the morning that makes you want to do this? Mm-hmm. So that's really what we're going for. Mm-hmm. And that's what comes through during the coaching process. It's interesting because that is, you know, it, it, you, when you really get to the core, it just is magic. It comes out, of, it comes out as magic. Because the, yeah, it's the passion the, the and passion, the enthusiasm. The passion, the drive, and... the intensity. Absolutely. I mean, and that's that's what gravitates us towards those TED Talks that we love, right? If, you know, you were to ask someone what their fa- favorite TED Talk is, they would tell you how it made them feel. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not probably like a statistic because we're all human at the end of the day, right? So we want to, we want talks and information that make us feel something. Mm-hmm. To touch us and, yeah, and just, go ahead, Jeff. Quick question. There's a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. What makes TED? X TEDx SMU different. Well, we believe it's the TEDx and the TED community that we're so lucky to be a part of. So, one of my greatest joys is to get those talks up online afterwards. Um, they get posted directly to the TED YouTube channel, and um, to see a speaker really enjoy that national spotlight or sometimes even international spotlight, that is that is huge. Have you had anybody hit the big time out we of X SMU? We have. We actually had one recently from our October conference, um, Jessica Shortall, um, and she's a wonderful, she's a local um, author, um, you know, just a really amazing person. And her talk went up on TED.com and she's near, she's nearing 2 million views at this point. So talk, talk to us a little bit about uh, uh, her and just kind of what that, that talk was about and why you think that was so powerful. Well, I think for her, it's it's a subject. So it's about um, paid leave, maternity leave in the United States, um, <laughs> which um, is a subject being a mom and being a working mom is was near and dear to her heart. And so she really she came to it from a place of pure passion. 
she has no agenda. She had no, no hidden ideas about it just was a plea. Um, and one of the things I love that Jessica did with her talk is um, she crowdsourced some information. So not only did we get her perspective of what maternity leave looks like for her, but also for um, a waitress, a teacher, a working executive. Mm -hmm. It was really, I would encourage everyone to go watch it. It really, it comes from such a pure place. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really, it's a very important conversation, whether, um, you know, whether it gets political or not, um, you know, is up to you to decide, but at least we've started that conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, even having having that for for husbands uh, as well and the dads. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of um, communities out there that that do it for for dads. But and I, I don't think that's something that's as widely talked about as well. Maybe that'll be my TED talk. That I think that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot great. of family conversations, Jim. <laughs> uh, yes, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit more about just what's the common fabric as far as what you guys are looking for uh, from these applications and the, when these people are submitting their their talks. Well, I think first and foremost, we're all, we're always looking for that person that's willing to do the work. I would I would say to anybody that's thinking about doing a talk like this that there's a lot of work that goes into it, and if you, it's a very rare trait to have a speaker that can just get up and give that. So um, that would be my first um, requirement. And then I really do think that you have to be vulnerable and not a lot of people are willing to get up on a stage or be put up on YouTube and be vulnerable. Um, But I think one of the threads that runs through great talks like this is that human Mm -hmm. aspect and that being vulnerable and admitting that, no, I didn't know all the answers in the beginning, but this is the journey I took. Mm hmm. Yeah, they say it's a uh, the the people are more afraid of public speaking than. than... I read that somewhere <laughs> recently. I was surprised by that. So yeah, it's a, it's a very powerful you know, thing. It's funny we do it. We do a segment separate to this on on sort of TV show, and people are always hesitant to get in front of the camera or just talk on a microphone. So I don't think it's that easy. I think the perception is, and obviously they they coach, they get to a certain point, but it is a tough gig. It's yeah. hard to get up in front of people and just start talking. Yeah. And I have so many, so many speakers that stand next to me as they're getting ready to go on stage. And they were like, I didn't think I would be this nervous. And I just look at them and say, I'm glad you're nervous. That means you're going to give, get out there and give something that means something to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's the key. Well, we've got a lot more to cover. (laughs) TEDx SMU kids, TEDx SMU woman, and a whole bunch more. But let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Jeff Mitchell, Vice President at Briggs Freeman Sotheby's International Realty and host of the Modernist Podcast. If you're like me and share a passion and love for modern home design, then call a real estate agent who gets it the next time you're thinking about buying or selling a home. Allow me to use my 10 years of industry experience, understanding of modern homes, architects, builders, and local neighborhoods to help you find the right home that best fits your lifestyle. So next time, don't call a blue-haired realtor. Call the modern home guy, Jeff Mitchell, at 214-478-8009 or go to modernlivingdallas.com. Modern Dallas in Modern Pursuit, a luxury listing of local modern real estate and lifestyle news. Searching for a modern, mid-century modern, contemporary home, high-rise or loft, we simply have the finest moderns in Dallas. Looking for modern art galleries or events? 
Visit Modern Dallas and see our listing pages and receive our weekly updates on Modern Dallas Weekly, Modern Dallas TV, and gallery openings on Modern Dallas Art News. Sign up on Modern Dallas and find everything at moderndallas.net. So we're back on the Modernist podcast for the modern human. That's right, Heather. You with us? I am right here. This is, this is so much We're fun. on the journey. <laughs> we're on the journey together. <laughs> we're in that car going on vacation. But we're here with Heather Hankamer, director of TEDxSMU. And uh, we've got so much more to talk about. Well, Jeff, I want to talk about one okay, thing. Okay, go ahead. Uh, earlier in our, or before we, we took a break, Heather, you said everyone has a, a TEDx talk in them. So we have to put you on the spot. What... What's your what's your TEDx talk? Absolutely, it's only fair. So um, my talk would be actually something I'm going through personally now, which is um, how, as a daughter, you deal with aging parents, and what is that role reversal, and what does that mean for not only um, being responsible for um, healthcare issues, but also just the human aspects of. Uh, what it means for a mom to be reliant on a on a child. Mm-hmm. I, um, as I mentioned off, off uh, on our break, uh, going through this kind of same situation with my grandmother, you know, being in a nursing home and kind of dealing with Medicaid and just not the high level quality of care that someone be more fortunate might have. But uh, it's just so heartbreaking, and to to see kind of how things operate and and the the barriers in the system that are just you know. Uh, flawed basically. Um, but, um, you know, I was talking to my mom, I said, uh, you know, what, um, how would you want to be cared for when you, mm-hmm. you know, what would you want to experience? I mean, uh, I think there's, there's a talk in itself right there, you know, just and how that plays out, you know. You know, just elaborating what you're saying, I wonder if this caregiving is different for a daughter or for a son. Absolutely. And I think it, you know, I, I'm in a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting. I think we all play different roles, but uh, maybe we just to talk one day. Well, and it just yeah. depends on who you are in your family yeah, as well. I mean, if, are you the yeah. rock for your, you know, your fa- mm-hmm. that family member, or yeah. you? I mean, where, where do you fit in? You know, I just think these are conversations that we're not having, and as this generation gets older. Um, we as children, and I'm pointing to myself, uh, need to be having these conversations with our parents. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so TEDx kids. We um we were talking offline, so uh, apparently TEDx SMU actually pioneered that program. Yeah, um, big smile on my face. Yes, <laughs> um, TEDx Kids at SMU is um, a format that the very first time it was done in two thousand and nine uh, was the very first time it had ever a TED or TEDx event had ever been curated for that age group. And what we learned or what they learned that very first year was that um, those kids, middle school and high school uh, age kids, come to this information and these speakers in such an authentic and raw and pure way. And the questions that they ask during the breaks, I mean, you get a kid like that in front of an astronaut or an engineer or um, any of the speakers that we bring before them, and their questions are sharp and good. And it, so TEDx Kids has been quite a joy for us. What are the speak? Who are the speakers coming to TEDx Kids? So, very important point and question. Uh, we really curate TEDx Kids just like we would curate any TEDx event that we were doing. And so, our goal with that is to take speakers and material and content 
and bring that to the kids and lift them up, not talk down to them. So we really do, um, the kids that um, are lucky enough to come, they apply. Um, they have to answer questions just like any TED or TEDx application. And they've really earned the right to be there. And um, so we really, it's our job to make sure the speakers and the content are something that will inspire them and and also have them start conversations that they normally wouldn't have in their classrooms and when they go back to school. You, you have kids as well talking. Yeah, I'm sorry. So yes, the range is from 10 years old to adults. So um, we've been lucky enough to have some great TED speakers. Um, one of our favorites is Dave Gallo, um, who's the um, uh, up at Woods Hole. And it just, you know, they love... Um, it's, you know, his talk is very visual and, and who doesn't love, you know, see animals. So, uh, we, um, we do the wide range. We don't, we don't consider any topic off limits because they're middle school or high school kids. Have you had any kid that was just, wow, that's unbelievable. My favorite story, uh, do not Nam, who, uh, came to us through the audition process and, um, we do an online version, which is actually open right now. It's getting ready to close, but an online version. When does it close? Um, it closes next week, Friday of next week. Okay, which so is... May third uh, or fourth. Yeah, sorry, I should know that right off the top of my head, but I think it's the sixth. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, one of the things we're always looking for kids with these really great ideas and real and, and great passion, and so uh, do not Nam made it to kind of the finals, and so he earned his spot on the TEDx kids stage, and so um, I go to meet with him the first time, and he um, brought his um, host family with him, and so it turns out that he had been in the United States for six nine months. And he was being hosted by a generous family here in Dallas um, so he could get a better education. And his mom and dad were back in Vietnam. And so he gave this wonderful talk about why it's so important to smile. And um, after we posted that talk on YouTube, it just exploded. And I think he has over 200,000 views and got to share that with his family in Vietnam. I think they even, we live stream um, that conference and I think they even were up at, you know, some probably horrible hour in the morning to watch him give that talk live. <laughs> and uh, later he told me, um, you know, Ted has been such an important part of his life because when he was in his village in Vietnam, that's how he learned the nuances of English by watching TED, TED Talks. Mm. And so he was so thrilled to be able to give his own. It's interesting because tell us a little bit about the audience at your talks, age group, people who, who are embracing it. Well, you know, it's interesting because as we go into our eighth year, we've been having that conversation um, with ourselves internally of, you know, who are, um, we like to call them Tedsters, but who are the, who are the, I mean, you guys would call them modernists, right? So who are the modernists that we want in the audience that are going to... They're Tedsters. Yeah, right. Um, Jeff and Jeff. Yeah, yeah. So who are those people in the audience that are going to take this information and um, have that conversation and really push that out? We're, you know, we're also seeing that, that um, we're trending a little bit younger so these students, especially um, that are in their 20s, they've grown up watching TED Talks. I mean, that's their kind of, you know, that's nothing new to them. So um, I, mean, I, I must say I was a little surprised by that because it's, you know, I mean, I've got the app on my 
on my I phone. Yeah, I've watched yeah. plenty of YouTube videos, and I was I was telling Jeff offline. We, uh, my wife and I, we used to do this thing called Get Your Mind Right Mondays, and so on Mondays we, we wouldn't watch crappy television. We we'd watch TEDx talks. That's we were, we'd, awesome. Yeah, you know, we'd have it have to be something inspiring and moving, and you know, but. Uh, so, you know, and we're a little bit older, so, but it was, so I was surprised to, to hear that it's, it's more your kind of 20 something person. Well, and I think, so I do think there is a generous subset of Dallas that are older, more established, um, that have really embraced this format. Um, I would say that I wasn't the only one in 2009 that was sitting in that room wondering what they were getting ready to experience. So it's been fun to see um, some of our attendees that have come for all seven years. You know, they still they still dig in. They can't wait to get the speaker list. Um, and they're you know, they're diehard fans. Mm-hmm. And so has the TEDx kids been adopted by other TEDx communities? Yes. Um, actually, and TED adopted it on a national scale. Oh. So they do TED Youth, um, which uh, happens in the fall. And they do a great event uh, that they then blast out um, to all over the world. And it's, you know, kind of TED Youth Day and, um, you know, kids of all ages in all parts of the world get together and watch these talks. And it's been really inspiring to see how and they also do the younger speaker. So it's fun to see um, some of those younger speakers get a national stage like that. And it all started here in Dallas. And it all started here in Dallas. <laughs> Thank you, awesome. Jim Young. <laughs> yes. So in talking about the. Uh, the audience, you just don't show up, right? You don't just buy a ticket online and you show up. There's a process to come to this programming. Yeah. Um, so TEDx Kids specifically is application. And the other thing we love about that is that they have to also sign up during that process to do four hours of community service um, in there um, at their school to kind of pay back for that ticket. But also... Um, you know, we do. Um, we started with an application process in 2009, and this year we're going back to it. So you, we really want people that want to be in the room and really want to have the conversation. And this is for kids and adults. Yes, right. absolutely for both um, com- for both conferences that we do in the fall, which we can kind of consider our main um, our main event. So, what's so important about TED, and and, and how does this all fit into the big picture? TEDx, SMU, and tell us a little bit about TED in a big, broad base. Well, you know, TED is um, now considered the single largest platform for spreading ideas. Um, That's their tagline. That's, you know, what makes them unique. And um, I think the way that we fit into that is the best part of it is it's never known. So, you know, you have these moments and these connections. Uh, We've had speakers that have written books together, have met because they were just part of the lineup and wrote books together. Uh, we have speakers that work together to this day that they met here in Dallas. So um, I think what this format gives us is, um, you know, something that's heard here in Dallas, like a great idea, is then able to be spread all over the world, essentially, through um, the power of the TED YouTube channel and um, just the brilliance of the internet. Yeah, and, which, and it's such a gift to have this here in our, in our city, uh, Dallas, because there are other organizations like the Festival of Ideas or Ignite DFW, but that, that are in, gen, in general, basically trying to inspire the same kind of conversations. But 
this platform that you guys have obviously is was a little bit ahead of the curve and are a lot ahead of the curve. Probably. And it's global. And it's, and it's global. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, it is interesting cause I, um, we probably don't tell the stories enough about how it affects the speakers after they speak. Um, whether it's a, um, an SMU student who um, got an offer to write a book about programming after mm-hmm. he gave his talk, or uh, we had a speaker, Andres Russo, who um, got to spread his message at TED Global, and then after that got to write a book uh, with TED. So, you know, we don't, not only does it affect the audience in our community, it affects the people that get up there and give that, and it's such a powerful format. So, Coming up in the fall, that's your main program. Yes. You're going through some changes. We are. Um, we're turning eight, um, which I think is a Happy big Happy birthday. Yeah, which I think is a big deal. So um, I think I think we always challenge, I know we always challenge ourselves as an organization to be um, constantly thinking about our audience and about doing things just a little bit different or tackling things we haven't before. So um, the big changes is that we're moving to Deep Ellum. So we're very excited um, to be at the Bomb Factory in You're November. You're coming to our hood. Yes, <laughs> yes. And um, the plan is to embrace Deep Ellum in a lot of ways. So we'll have some kickoff um, stuff that, we've, that we're planning at this point. And really, um, for me, being born and raised in Dallas, I love um, being able to say, come see the Deep Ellum that you may not know. You may think you know Deep Ellum, but this is a vibrant community that mm-hmm. is really um, that is really in a lot of change. So we're excited to to be at a new venue and where's the venue? Uh, the Bomb Factory. Oh, so great. just right up the street from you guys, really, yeah. at this point. So um, I mean, Deep Ellum has, has been uh, kind of a creative epicenter for for Dallas for a long time, and there's some. Great organizations here, absolutely, uh, and, and that all, that are headquartered in, in Deep Elm doing big things on a national. Yeah, absolutely. Level. There's some. Um, we've been doing some meetings with some um, of the key folks um, in Deep Elm, business owners and the like, and it's been fun to hear some of those stories. And I'm, I'm, you know, as a Dallasite, I'm almost embarrassed at some of the things I don't know about Deep Elm, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to share that with mm-hmm. our audience. Now, so TEDx SMU is a nonprofit. Yes. And so uh, for those who, you know, want to kind of keep supporting this kind of movement and this conversation and uh, so forth, how, how do people kind of get plugged into um, TEDx SMU, supporting it through either donations or what have you? Absolutely. Um, all that information is on our website. This is the shameless plug part. Um, <laughs> so TEDxSMU.org and um, all my contact phone number and email are there. I, I love conversations. Pick up the phone, give me a call. Um, I answer my own phone, so I'd be happy to to talk with people. And, um, you know, really being a partner in this is such a powerful, um, it, it is such a different way to reach an audience and really getting these people uh, that attend that really care about our city. And that's the thing that mm-hmm. excites me most about mm-hmm. most of our um, partners and sponsors is that every single one of them is in it for what it brings to our city. And that's a really... That's a really great place to be. Absolutely. Where and when, we know the where uh-huh. at the bomb factory. Yes. When is the uh, TEDx fall? So TEDx Kids at SMU is Friday, November 11th. Um, and there will be information on the website. And uh, then we turn right around and do TEDx SMU on November 12th. So we're crazy enough to do it, both of them, in two days. 
Maybe not so crazy. <laughs> I think a little, like, a little crazy never hurt anyone. I'm just hoping one of the Tedster ambassadors will reach out to me and, and say, hey, we want you to come. I think I could probably, <laughs> I think I could probably hook you guys up. <laughs> I don't want any special favors or anything, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, it, it's, it's fascinating. It's amazing. It's incredible to hear these great stories of what's going on. Um, I love listening to TED Talks. Need to get into the local. Yeah. Actually, I was listening to one today with the ne- about one of the guys from Integer uh, oh, yes. in October uh-huh. last year yeah. on advertising. Yeah, fits Ethan my Decker. wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you know, I think it's just it's it's n- sort of the take I get from it. You don't always what you what you don't know you don't know. Right. And sometimes it's great to listen to somebody who has had knowledge and experience in a field in life, and you get a message that who you pick up the phone and say, Hey, you know, what is it about? Right. And this is a wonderful, you know, byproduct of what you're doing and some of the others, but I love TEDx SMU. Uh, no. I, I, plan, I plan on seeing you both on November 12th. And, and I so. love TED. Yeah. <laughs> and I know now I'm glad you defined it's not a person Yeah, either. I know. It's true. And, and it's great, too, because you can just always, you know, no matter kind of what, what's out there, what you're going through, you can, you can always turn on a TED talk. And, and relate. And, and relate and be inspired. Uh, and sometimes it's just the simplest of wisdom, wisdom, like, you know, how a smile can change, change a life. You know? Right. And on that note... We're going to thank you very much, Heather. Oh, well, thank you guys for having me. Thanks this so much was a lot coming. of yeah, fun. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. We'll, well, def- we'll definitely have to have you back on. And it w- I think it would be great to have maybe some of your uh, some of your speakers I would on that, that, that yeah. you, know, you feel might be appropriate. That'd yeah. be great. Absolutely. Maybe a little closer to the time. Mm-hmm. Not the ones that are speaking, but maybe <laughs> we don't let the cat out of the bag too early. But very it's all, important. It's all about promoting their ideas. So there I'd be go. up for anything. Wonderful. Well, this is sort of a wrap. It is, but uh, let's let's thank our sponsors once again on the way out. Steve Wright from Prime Lending at TexasMortgageExpert.com. ModernDallas.net. ModernHomeGuy.com. That's, That's you. <laughs> uh, and, Gregory, and our personal pod, Parazzi, Greg. Gregory Martin. Modern Photography. You can check us out on The Modernist on Twitter, The Modernist underscore, SoundCloud, iTunes, type in The Modernist. Just two good-looking bald guys having fun. <laughs> uh, and, and then, then and check out TEDx SMU once again at uh, TEDxSMU.org. Awesome. And lastly, and not to forget, our most important event of the month, the Modernist Meetup. The fourth Wednesday of every month, you can check it us, us out on Facebook at the Dallas Modern com <laughs> <laughs> or something like that man how many drinks have I had today <laughs> but uh, check us out I, I, you, I didn't see you sharing at all with Heather and I so that's no, it, no, it, no, no sharing went on <laughs> but join us connect with local modernistas in the community uh, you can check us out on uh, Facebook and um, please join us we'd love to meet you and connect with you and keep listening to the podcast on The Modernist wrap. it's a wrap The Modernist is sponsored by our favorite mortgage man, Steve Wright, with Texas Mortgage Expert Team at Prime Lending. We love Steve and the Texas Mortgage Expert Team because they're knowledgeable, extremely professional, and have the backing of Prime Lending, one of the top lenders in the country. And Jeff, as a real estate agent, I can tell you I've done many deals with Steve and their team, and I love sending all my clients over there because I know that they're going to be treated fairly, it's going to be a smooth and enjoyable experience, and they're going to be treated with a very high level of expertise. So if you're thinking about buying a home or refinancing, go to TexasMortgageExpert.com.